This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Today, we look back on the year that was, which I believe is a retrospective, and we look at what's coming in 2022, which I believe is called a prospective, on this episode of Of Record. Of Record is a podcast focused on the marketing and advertising industry from the perspective of two industry experts. Hosts Matt Farrar and Joe Clements are co-founders of Strategic Digital Services, a digital marketing firm based in Tallahassee, Florida, and founded in 2014. I'm Matt Farrar. I'm Joe Clements. And I'm Rebecca Romero. And this is the Podcast of Record. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the last episode of Of Record for the Year. In fact, this is, I think we'll hit three episodes this month, which is the last time we've been roughly on track for, I think, this entire quarter. In the studio today, it's pretty miraculous. Kirsten, wouldn't you say it's miraculous what's going on here today? The queen has returned. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca, but guess who else is in studio? Nobody else can guess. Jack is in studio. He hasn't been here for a long time. Guess who's back? Kirsten's in studio. And I'm I'm becoming a regular Jack, at this point. Jack might not be in studio very much because Jack's going to establish our new Western office. I'm going to be on location. On location. We have a man in Colorado. We might have to zoom you in from the from SDS West. It'll be fun. Of Record West. A new challenge. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we'll figure out a way to put you on this big screen up above our head. So it's like that Bill Gates uh, announcement when he took uh, that investment in Apple back in like 97. Oh, Bill Gates is just looking <laughs> yeah. right over, Steve right Jobs. over us. Yeah. Okay. So today. I hear the marketing team for Apple is still being fired daily for that. <laughs> the ghost of Steve Jobs walks the halls firing We're marketing taking people. Apple back and giving it back to the creators as Bill Gates <laughs> looms like a three story building. We didn't know how crowd. good we have it. We had it back in the 90s with our tech oligarchs. Yeah, it's true. They were just trolling each other softly. All right, so today, <laughs> that was a reference to the song. Oh, I got Can, it. Telling me softly? Yeah, you got it? Yeah. Cool. Today, I want to start the show by kind of looking at the trends in advertising and marketing and culture that emerged spontaneously in 2021. And then the second part of the show, we'll look at 2022. So when I think, at least this last part of 2021, one word pops to mind. That word is metaverse. 
What is it? Why do we care? Will it ever happen? Boo. <laughs> well, did you see the news this week about Apple? Did they enter the metaverse? <laughs> is that next to the Spideyverse? I mean, they wow, don't bring Spider-Man into this. Um, they have gone out and hired uh, somebody from the metaverse team to be some project lead on the Apple VR AR headset. Okay. So um, it seems that metaverse integration will be a big part of that. The good news is uh, big tech's objective at making reality so unlivable that people would want to escape into an artificial reality is making great progress. And yeah. I think 2021 would be a banner year for them on that front. <laughs> Rebecca, uh, why are you booing the metaverse? Because uh, um, this is also increasing my desire towards homesteading. Well, you got to save that for the second part of the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But if we could put those two together and you could homestead in a metaverse situation. That's called, that's called Farmville, and I'm West not World. interested. Thank you. Westworld oh, is West called Westworld. West 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 oh. <laughs> Kirsten, bring yourself back online. All right. <laughs> I can raise cattle and live out my perverse sexual fantasies on robots. Oh, so, isn't that kind of funny? Because I was like, if I was on Westworld, I wouldn't be doing the crazy shit that they're actually doing on Westworld. I would just be like, and here's my sunflower garden that is just going to do well because I'm in in a world where it's going to do well. It's so true. Kirsten's like, I paid $50,000 to do this. Leave me alone. Quit coming and killing my host. And it's just Super a bunch like, of cats. Like, hey, Kirsten, you want to join our bandit gang? It's like, no, I'm making sunflowers. No, I'm dropping I- pumpkin seeds in my neighborhood. Hopefully they'll sprout pumpkins. What? Actual, why actual why are you Kirsten's paying $5,000 done? an hour to grow fake sunflowers? <laughs> because it. I can't do it in peace. <laughs> in reality. Because there's always the lawn guy that comes over and cuts my pumpkins down. Or some Man. kid goes, oh my God, that flower's I, about I to I don't need to know what you got it. going on with your lawn guy. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know what the kids mean by cut my this pumpkins a, down. This is a family years. show. Moving on. I mean, we had the whole porno segment a couple episodes ago, so maybe not well, anymore. That was a couple a episodes whole. ago. So, r- round table... <laughs> it was a hole that is inappropriate <laughs> <What>? <laughs> moving on so metaverse uh b- bullish or bearish will we in six months even hear that word at all god i hope not <laughs> you absolutely will i feel bullish on i it. believe this will be the summer of the metaverse it will become just so terrible everybody will escape inward to the fake world i just think if they don't if they haven't thought of this, which I'm sure they have, but the timing at which they've rolled all this out, they used football season to run meta commercials through, mm-hmm. I mean, every football game I saw, a Facebook meta commercial, and they'll continue to normalize it throughout the spring, and then in the summer, they can start dropping the more probably controversial elements and getting people plugged into things, and then probably by late summer, next fall, you'll have... Elon Musk says Neuralace will have its first human implant uh, by the end of the year. So you'll start to see things roll out more seriously next summer. And I think it'll be a, a big thing in that you have like game. Remember, remember mm-hmm. let's go back to the nineties again. That was fun. When we were kids, you saw big um, console releases happen in the fall. And then the next summer when everybody was on vacation, you saw a bunch of AAA titles come out for yeah. video games. And so you had like kids stuck at home playing video games during the summer. I think Facebook's trying to capture some of that magic, and I think you could see a big like summer of metaverse. So if Facebook could somehow extend or put people back in lockdown, then kids would be like on forever summer break and forever be stuck in the metaverse. Theoretically, yes. (laughs) Uh, I think we'll in a few years we we will just be calling it the internet. It's like no one calls it Web 2.0. 
No one calls Facebook Web 2.0. I think the metaverse will just be calling the internet at some point. There's a there's a chance this thing flops, right? I, I, no. Water, no. Rebecca. I, so I saw an article recently where two people got married in the metaverse and the article oh was literally about how nobody cared about it. How like they tried to do this big like launch about it and yeah. nobody Her, attended pe- the wedding. People used to get married in WoW show. and in Second yeah. Life or whatever. I mean, think about in 2002 or 2003, if you're like, yeah, we put our wedding pictures on MySpace and no one cared about it. Right. Yeah. That's what you're saying. You're just you're seeing that, but you're not seeing what Facebook looks like, what Twitter looks like in that paradigm. What does the actual metaverse paradigm look like? I don't know. Yeah. If I get it invited might not to be a people with avatars running in around. the metaverse, I'm busy. <laughs> you will be, but in like six years, <laughs> I'm going to be visiting. I'll be real busy then. Too. I'm going to be going and checking out Kirsten's sunflowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My little corner of the internet. <laughs> I, I, I think it is an inevitability. Um, I just think we'll end up calling it the internet. So, uh, Kirsten brought this up when we were at lunch at Chow Thai Buffet because mm-hmm. we are classy mm-hmm. here. Uh, Wall Street bets, oh, memes, stonks, stonks. Uh, I like this phenomena of stonks. Yeah, I like the idea of these crowdsource, you know, systematic disruptions to things. Mm-hmm. There was that uh, group that tried to. They did raise forty million dollars to buy the Constitution. They lost the bet by like $1. They lost the auction by $1 because they made the mistake of saying how much they were trying to raise. <laughs> <laughs> Not good poker players. Not good poker players. So, uh, will we see more meme stonking uh, in the future? Is that a bull or a bear for next year? Yeah. I, I think that's going to continue. There's enough people behind that momentum at yeah. this point that we saw... So many people make money off of GameStop and AMC. Yeah. It, it's just too damn much fun. It is. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's, it's it's gambling. And gambling is as old as time. But gambling isn't disruptive to legacy institutions in the way that, oh, say, meme stalking oh, is. That's the thing is, it, it's not just gambling. <laughs> you're also sticking it to the man yeah. while you're doing it. So it's both satisfying in both ends. And like <laughs> everyone said, oh, God. <laughs> Please edit that out. This is, this is not the Pornhub episode. Uh, God, I can't wait for the new year. Because um. I'll be gone. Yeah. I mean, rather you, rather you win or lose at your meme stock, it's still fun. Yeah. And really funny. Because you, you, you're standing up for like a movement, honestly. It, it's it's like the cause. So th- I, this is something that's uniquely millennial or Gen Z, though, which is like that this sort of like trickster behavior is fun. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, let's disrupt this legacy institution that funds all our lives. That would mm-hmm. be real fun. You, you remember how Steve Jobs got started tinkering with the uh, bananas. The, no, he's not tinkering. He was not tinkering with bananas. He was uh, <laughs> bananas. Is that his at both ends? <laughs> This whole segment is going to have to be pulled down. Nope. This whole um, segment goes up. Remember, they were uh, him and him and the Waz made that little box that would like prank dial people or they could call collect for free. Oh, Remember yeah. That? Yeah. So that I mean, Apple literally got it start with piracy. Stealing long distance. And, and being phone disruptive calls, that's right. to big Southern Bell and, you know, the the big phone companies. <laughs> big, big Southern Bell. Big Southern Bell. <laughs> um to me, when I see when I see this and I see who's getting upset that there that it keeps happening, 
it's the same type of disruption that we saw at the beginning of a lot of the major personal tech, computers, major yeah. tech movements of our lifetime so far um, have come from people who outsmarted a system, found a better way to do things yeah. and make money off of it. And we'll just continue doing it until somebody big enough comes along and stops them, I, which happens nine times out of 10. But that one time it doesn't happen, you get Apple, you get Microsoft, you get Tesla, you get the, these these disruptive companies and these disruptive innovators who it, have In this them. case, though, I think it'll, I, it will be a DAO. It will be a distributed autonomous organization, like is what bid on the Constitution. Yeah. So I, I think it will be things like that that are like Wall Street bets, but ordered with with rules built into the system you're buying into. Yeah, they'll push their way in. They'll be legitimized to a certain extent, mm -hmm. but they'll continue to disrupt and, and it'll just be, they'll be the joker sitting in the corner <laughs> who will well, just I think what you get So the time. difference between, like Wall Street bets w was disorganized. It was like a financial mob. When you get into DAO space, DAOs operate under, they're, they're established under these rules that are basically automated rules of behavior for the organization itself. So I, I think you'll move from just having this mob to having, you know, something that looks more, I guess, in the analogy, like an army or something like that, but something more organized. It's a new variant of what a corporation looks like. Mm -hmm. It's not hierarchically structured. It's structured as a network. It has basic rules that govern interactions between the people involved, basic rules everybody has to agree to for it to take an investment or buy something or move in a direction. So I, I think you're going to see that. And I think that that DAO structure is going, we'll see more and more of it in 2022. You'll see another thing like the attempt to buy the constitution surface somewhere else. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if it was a big piece of real estate. Yeah. Agreed. Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, contribute. Uh, I'm sorry. I haven't seen the Spider-Man movie or I don't know I if this either. is in Spider-Man or not. But in in one of the new Marvel iterations that it's come out, I guess they've given the Statue of Liberty uh, Captain America's shield. Great. What's your take on that? I don't know. It feels I mean, weird. That's really Disney kind of. It feels like it, 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 the Statue of Liberty is this icon of America, right? It feels like somebody slid Captain America's shield on like Jesus's arm, <laughs> which yeah. would be frowned upon um, greatly. I don't yeah, know. Well, I mean, weird. it's Lady Liberty wearing the shield of commercialism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, to be fair, actually, remember in X Men One, where where arguably all of this started in yeah. like two thousand, that happened in the 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 end of that movie's in the uh, the 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 flame she's holding up. The end of that movie takes place at that. Hmm. We've really come off the rails. So I apologize. <laughs> Um, At least it's PG. Speaking of off the rails, <laughs> another thing that went off the rails this year, maybe blue, I don't know what you want to call it, NFT. Yeah. When was the first time anyone uh, heard the word NFT? The summer, this job. <laughs> yeah, earlier this year. I heard it late it. 2019 was the first, because the NBA Top Gosh, Shots. You're late such 2019. an NFT, NFT hipster. Like, uh, I keep oh, there were people that. in it two or three years ago, man. How I, I heard about it on the podcast. We talked about it. That makes sense for you. You can go back and reference the episode yeah. where I'm like, what's an NFT? This is so dumb. Hey, but fast forward a year and I still think they're really dumb. <laughs> well, Retweet. Rebecca, if you're going to own anything in the metaverse, the NFT is the only way you can have ownership. I don't plan to own anything in the metaverse. In the universe, I plan I to live in the regular verse. When they force Rebecca into the metaverse, she's just going to be walking around naked because like, she refuses to buy the digital clothes they you make will, you wear. You will take your metaverse you're injection. You're welcome. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, NFTs have exploded. I agree. I want to make my own, but I don't plan to buy any. Is this something, in, not in terms of the technology, but in terms of has a collectible trend that we're going to see next year? I think it cools. And then I think after it cools, I think there's going to be a major breakthrough on it. Yeah. Um, I could see like it cooling down. Okay, so I haven't been on the podcast for a little bit. Uh, on Thanksgiving, um, it was the first time I had seen it in professional sports other than basketball. Um, they were advertising during the Thanksgiving Day NFL games that all of the tickets uh, for the people who went to the game got a NFT along with their physical ticket, got an NFT of the, that, that game's mm -hmm. ticket. Um, which I think is really smart. I think that is a really cool and good implementation of that is maybe you get something physical and then it mm -hmm. comes with that NFT. So yeah. you can go ahead and throw that ticket away. The real money is, is going to be in, is the, and in the and NFT. And that's like the yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk hypothesis on this is the NFT becomes like this badge, a real life badge of things that you've done in real life that is collectible or tradable, yeah. gives you finite access to something while you have it. Uh, AMC did that with the Spider-Man movie mm -hmm. tickets. Oh, yep. did they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, that's that's really smart. Think of all the people who save movie stubs for like oh, their first yeah. dates mm -hmm. and all that. Now you could have an NFT and when you break up, you can just go sell it and make some money off of it. Mm -hmm. Collectors. But the real question is, is and maybe this is the breakthrough, is the storage and like display implementation of an NFT. I can tell you haven't listened to the episode Alex and I did a few weeks ago where we talked about the ambiance videos. No, I'm sorry. I think the ambiance videos on. are a window into how this is going to work. I don't think enough people will ever oh, get oh, into yeah, VR. No, no. We, we, we talked did, about that. In the yeah. office, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you turn your ideal ambiance video into your ambiance like VR room. I think he's trying they, to say ambience for our listeners no, out no, there? No, it's, no, it's ambience. So their ambience is ambient noise. Ambience is like the atmosphere the surrounding the setting. So the ambient, ambient music ambience? is music play. Ambience, yeah. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ambience. Well, however you say it, do I, do I look like I know French to you? I barely know English. We. <laughs> oui. um, ambiance. We. Oui. What? Okay. Whatever. Videos. 
but you have your room, which yeah. is decorated, yeah. and then your NFTs are something you show off in your collection. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. Yes, in the metaverse. Yeah, or you have even an app that's attached to your social media stuff where you can scroll through your NFTs what, See, the way you do it's pictures. It's just real-life Sims. Or just like, like achievements on your Farmville. Xbox or PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's exactly like that. Neopets is that's a cool. great example yeah. of it. Holy <laughs> shit, was I into that. Yeah. I still play Neopets games every now and then because there's a couple of them <laughs> that, that are so fun. calm my anxiety. Is there a Neopet in here with us right now? He can be. If you give me two seconds to log in. <laughs> What's your username? I, All right. I, I honestly, my what was it? The one I used a lot in youth. Uh, it was like sh it was like one of the little neopets, like a short Becky Bigglesworth. Oh, no, yeah. It was, a sh but they deleted my account, and when I cut, I got upset when I tried to log in years later because I was like, I had so much accumulated in that account. Oh. Your pop screen is touching your mic. Rebecca oh, got okay. perma banned from from, from Neopets. Was she was, was like, hacking accounts yeah. and stealing Neopets and United Airlines both. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to start over. I oh, had so man. much money in my bank account. Oh my gosh. And um, sorry, I, I won't derail this anymore, but Webkins was another great Webkins, example yeah. of like an NFT or like having uh, you having you have yeah. the stuffed animal and then you have your webkins house where people can come visit your little webkins and look at all the cool shit you bought your fake pet but this was like fun as a kid like when you're an adult and you have to have a job like i can't like as a kid i could just sit there all day and like play in this like so, internet world you know how you will occasionally like online stalk people that were thinking about hiring mm. yeah <laughs> are you allowed to say that <laughs> acquire public information I, I, yes i don't know about that at all <laughs> no I'll, I'll, if you're interviewing I, I, look, NSDS, I know no, everything me, about your life if, <laughs> if you are going to work for a company and that company doesn't check your social media before they hire you especially a small company especially company a social is, media company that company is nuts does my Did you check my Neopets account before you guys hired me? We hired a private <laughs> detective to hack your Neopets account so we can know. No, we didn't check your Neopets account because I don't oh, even I know what that Neopets is. I checked your Neopets account. <laughs> yeah. um, my pets are pretty cool. Okay, but like, imagine you had like you could scroll through people's stuff and you would see the NFTs for the concerts they went to and the movies and yeah. the sporting events, things like that. You would get a really good idea of what they're into and who they are. Yep. That could get dark real fast too. Yeah, it could. If it's someone who has a Metaverse account, I don't want to hire them. <laughs> Well, someone's well, getting fired well, today. Not, not. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell. Oops. Yeah, that's but how I'll, that's how Don't worry guys, I'll be homesteading by then. It's okay. <laughs> Just hold your horses, Rebecca. Hold your proverbial ponies. Uh all right. Next where that really I mean, this was kind of late last year, but crypto had its own. Crypto. Oh yeah. Crypto. Yeah. I, I think this ties into NFT in a little bit, in my opinion. I don't think this is going away. I think it's only going to be bigger next yeah. year. Yeah. It's just going to keep growing. Yeah. It's universal. I mean, as the dollar becomes worth less and less, those Bitcoins seem more and more real. I wonder if it'll do the same thing it did in the spring this coming year, which will be something to keep an eye on. Rise Remember? and tank. Rise and tank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some people rise and shine. Crypto rises, rises and, and tanks. tanks. You know, but generally in an upward direction. Yeah. Uh, Until uh, Elon hosts Saturday Night Live and tanks the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a freaking time this year. I missed that. That was a good minute. Every day we were walking in like, Doge? Doge, Doge is going to the moon! We had a Slack channel called Stonks. We were like, I would... I don't think in my life I'd ever been so excited to wake up in the morning to be like, oh, what's that? 
That's dark. Kirsten woke up and like, am I going to the moon? And then I woke up and I was like six feet under. So if you are a licensed um, mental health professional and you happen to listen to this podcast, uh, hit me up. We need help. (laughs) To the moon. So crypto is an easy one. Another word that really got used a lot was supply chain. Mm. Supply chain issues. I'll tell you what, prior to this year, maybe late 2020, I hadn't thought about supply chain since like my college logistics class. See, that's not true. This is the problem. There's this short-sighted... Do you remember in March of 2020 when you could not buy paper for your butt? But it it became a big story this year because that boat boat got stuck in that canal. Yeah. All of these roosters came home to roost from like the last 20 years. Yeah, 30. 30 years of of offshoring all this stuff and then trying to reshore stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, everybody wanted one thing all at the same time. Yeah. And then I feel like it's moved from like one thing to the Everything is the Furby of like 2021. (laughs) Like it's like, oh, we got to have this. And then everybody goes and buys it. You saw it with gas in March of this past year. Like people were like, oh, I got to have gas today. When that pipeline went down. (laughs) But but that that was cyber attack. But that was not what caused that. That was not what caused that gas short. Yeah. yeah, like it. It's this like hyper. Oh God, what what do they call it in therapy? It's um, like a hyper response. Like everything uh-huh. is like this hyper response to things where we're just like, oh, I got to go get that or I might die. And we all just need a lot of mental health care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, supply chain. So, but, but pretty crazy but, right now. I, if you somebody Google Trans, pull up Google Trans. Who's got your computer up? Google I, Trans I supply chain over the last uh, over the last five years. I'm on it. Thank you. Okay. I think it's it's on an upward dynamic. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it used to only be used Just in being used economics like, classes. It's not, it's not inflation. It's supply chain. Like, all right. It was such a good excuse for everything. Like, oh, sorry, your ads didn't get up. It's a supply, supply chain, chain issue. <laughs> They're stuck on that boat in the Suez Canal. <laughs> uh, actually, it it is pretty level other than other than our. October 10th to the 16th huh, had weird. a pretty big Over spike. Over the last there. five years? Last five years. Look at that. Oh, no. That, dude, there's a huge spike. But yeah, you're right. That was one month. When does that it was go down days. every year? What, it's weirdly periodic. I bet it's... Uh, do you want to guess before I before I tell you? Supply chain must go down maybe in like Christmas oh, time. Oh, it is the week of Christmas. Okay, yeah. No mm. one's thinking about People that. People are like, never mind. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to get that Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Every year. Same same dates. There's a lot of search trends that have it's the beautiful. collapse around Christmas. Beautiful. Yeah. Love data like that. Yeah. Uh, billionaires in space. Are billionaires going to keep going to it's space a, or have oh, they done yeah, that God, with no. their phallic space missiles? Yeah, no, they definitely are. It's the it's the hottest travel destination right now. Elon hasn't been yet. Uh, space is cold. It doesn't matter. It's so it's, hot right it's now. It's the trendiest <laughs> travel destination right now e- for billionaires. Elon has not been yet. Only if he oh, gets yeah, to Mars. He has not yep. been. Correct. You're right. He's waiting for the big one. He just everybody else is just faking it out, sending Captain Kirk. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Okay. He has no plans to go. Is space still going to be big next year? Oh yes. If anything, it's the huge (sighs) renaissance for it. We're like back in like the 60s. Yes, that's what it feels like. We were we were really close to be. Uh, I worry that we're actually in the 70s with the space shuttle again. But we, I think, other than other than Elon, who I do think like. Is doing. Did but, you guys but know? Even that they just pushed the moon landing back. The 
the lawsuit with the lunar lander, which SpaceX is developing, is still ongoing because Blue Origin suing NASA over that being awarded. Everything's getting stalled, and I'm afraid that it's just going to... The SpaceX strategy, though, is always announce a more aggressive date than they can meet yeah. and then bump it back. So oh, that is... This was NASA's moon landing schedule for oh. Artemis. Yeah. Yeah. I, NASA's not going anywhere. Well, but NASA's the one landing people on the moon with it's, other people's toys. SpaceX will be on Mars before NASA goes back to the moon. Mm. I like that. That is a hot take. I like that. With what? With what? With Starship? With Dogecoin. Okay. I mean, I think they're launching the first prototype Starship late this year. And also, what's the... Uh, late this year? Late 2022. <laughs> <laughs> what's the space... Um, What's the space internet called that Elon Musk put up last Skylink. year? Skynet? No, Sky, Sky. <laughs> Starlink? Starlink. It, that's Starlink. it. That's it. So yeah. Starlink has actually gotten way faster. In most countries in Europe now, it's faster than their average yeah. broadband speed. Mm. Yeah. That, that's a good tie into the Homestead thing that we're yeah. going to talk about, too. Uh, if, if, if SpaceX beats NASA to the moon or to Mars. Which they will. How does NASA respond? Uh, spending more money on research on climate change, which is all they do now, because mm. that's where all their congressional money comes from. No one wants to give them money for space. So they, they just give gotta... a lot of money to SpaceX to be embarrassed by them like that. I think you're going to have like Howard Hughes level congressional hearings with Elon Musk. But he'll be on Mars. So they can't <laughs> get <laughs> like, Sorry, come get me. <laughs> can't hear you. Can't hear you. <laughs> the three minute time, six minute time delay. Ask Mark Watney. I don't remember. Yeah. He's real, a, real ones will get that. Yeah. Uh, so, space. I think. I think still, space is big, big bull for the yeah, next year. I think big so bull too. market. Even if we don't have any like big breakthroughs, I think everyone's still pretty interested. And uh, is everybody still interested? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do, do you I know am. that SpaceX continues to launch astronauts into space? Uh, I think. Has anybody the, watched that? Those besides me? Uh, no. Well, what's the James the James Webb Telescope just launched? Okay. Uh, other than over on Christmas, other than the fact that you and I talked about that, I don't feel like anybody, anybody knows. knows. I or think cares. they will when they start seeing pictures. If it doesn't happen in Jack's world, it's not happening anywhere else. I, I think when Retweet. people start seeing pictures I'm of so James glad Webb again, <laughs> like it, it'll like it. I think the interest will be there. Yeah, I hope so. But we used to get really jazzed up for launches. Remember when we shot Bob and Doug into space? But in I summer think, 2020? look, I think it. I think it's good. That people are getting used. To, I mean, the launch schedule when you go down to the Cape and talk to like when I my one of my first jobs was I worked for a U.S. senator. I, I was a part time staff assistant. And my main job was managing the ticket requests for shuttle launches. Yeah. And there'd be a launch every three, four months. The launch schedule right now is insane. There's a launch every day or two. So yeah. I just think the volume of launches is showing how much activity is going on. It is good. People getting used to like, oh, there's launches again is a good sign. Yeah, but I just feel like we're, to your point, we're hitting the end of the Apollo program where interest has waned greatly. And unless there's an accident, nobody cares anymore. Yeah. So, which is fine. I mean, routine is good. Routine is what's needed, you know, for proof of concept for NASA and SpaceX and all that. But like, you know, nobody cares unless the 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 SpaceX thing slams onto that boat out in the middle of the Atlantic. You know? <laughs> it blows up. <laughs> We're more interested when it explodes. Um, any other thoughts on space, or should we go to our? I'm disappointed. 
I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed things aren't moving faster. I'm disappointed in space. It's mostly empty. I was I I had the the opportunity to be at the 50th anniversary of the Apollo um, moon landing at NASA a few years ago. Um, it was a big deal. Um, Kirsten, were you there? Yeah, we talked yep. about this. Yep. You were there. You were at the Cape. Mm-hmm. Um, and they unveiled Artemis. They unveiled the plan. Um, Buzz Aldrin was there. I almost yeah. said Buzz Lightyear. Um, <laughs> Same guy. Close. Uh, Buzz Aldrin was there. Buzz from Home Alone was there. It was from all the buzzes were there. And it was it was full of hope and promise yeah. and these great things that we were about to be doing again. And, and instead, we are back to delays. We are back to funding issues. We are just kind of back. Su- supply chain issues. Supply chain issues. I mean, it's just, I, I don't feel as... Well, optimistic and hopeful that we're actually going to be able to accomplish this is a this bigger anymore. trend that like nation state institutions can't execute on this level anymore yeah they can't china is not to get mega political or anything but when i was there that was a good reminiscence of like we're gonna go to the moon moment like it was very powerful everyone was really jazzed we had an administration that was really really into it i don't know if we're gonna have that in the next couple of years and Elon Musk was like, hold my beer. Yeah. And that's how that's how it's gonna happen. Like maybe if they gave that entire like $13 billion, well, Elon yeah. Musk paid in taxes to the space program, just says well, spend this on I mean, space stuff. Funding is a huge part of it. When when we went to the moon, it was what 16% of the budget. And I think today it is 0.006 yeah. of the federal budget. So mm-hmm. like, but that's fine. I'd rather SpaceX and Blue Origin and, and if Boeing could do something, that would be nice. Um, but they can't even get their capsule into space without it failing. But like, there's just no, I just feel like things have just stalled. I don't, th- I think things have stalled I'm on the NASA sad. side. I think on the private sector side there. Oh yeah. I mean, SpaceX is killing it. Space colonization is moving along according to schedule. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get Elon back to his home world. <laughs> um, okay. So 2022, some trends that I think we're going to see on the rise. The first one, and Rebecca's mentioned this a couple times, because so of all the, times. the viruses is and the climate changes is and the supply chain supply chains is and what are the other things that are people are not happy about? Birth rate crisis is and their what communities else? and what else are people mad about? Oh God, everything, everything, like, the existence of other people and the yeah. existence of other people. Uh, streaming service cost rising, inflation, that one of the things that will become more and more popular and of interest are homesteading practices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something in my, I can only hear one thing in my ear. Who's playing with my headphones? I'm not. Nobody's touching your headphones. Oh, hold on. Maybe I'm. Oh, is, that, I was, is that ghost back? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just, so. I was just knocked the cord around. All right, <laughs> Rebecca, why do you think homesteading? On the rise. Because people are tired of the bullshit. <laughs> I mean, truly. So just like being totally unplugged from the from the network, from everything, yes. becomes the only means of escape. Yes. Also, people just finding the joys and little things in life again. Like we are all, we've converted to be too many, like we're adrenaline junkies and we constantly need something and our serotonin like spikes momentarily and then crashes and we just need stability. More means. Yeah. And so eventually I think it's all just going to come to an end and people are going to be like, you know what? 
Or at least that's where I'm at. Or mm-hmm. or like a, a sect, a niche of people will embrace that or a larger yeah. niche than has yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely I not everyone. The other people will be living in the metaverse. Uh, this has been described as the techno-rule lifestyle, by the way, mm-hmm. where what people do is because they can work remote, they can move further out from town or they can move to a more rural state. Mm-hmm. They do their remote work and then they spend the rest of their time tending their garden mm-hmm. or feeding their the livestock or feeding their chickens. Yeah. That sounds nice. I can't keep Basil alive. So Well, you'd have to learn if you're going to be a homesteader. I know. I got a lot of work to do to get there. And this ties into our but Western feeding, fashion stuff, too, we talked chickens. about last yes. time. Yes. I was going to say, when we were talking about Western fashion, I had said that... Western workwear. Yes. Yeah. Um, that there's a trend with women's clothing that it, we've gone from this hyper-sexual um, feminist movement that like wedding dresses specifically you see are becoming a lot more modest and that's becoming really like sexy like the more covered up the more attractive it looks so i think that like there's gonna be this like return to like a more conservative value more traditional and i think homesteading is like part of that as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rude. I was told, I was told in the 90s that if we didn't, we didn't do certain things and we let society run amok that we would completely get away from conservative values and modesty is that is that not actually the case that we may actually have modesty built into us at some level mm-hmm. or is this all joanna Gaines and chip Gaines uh, well fault? look you'd have to balance that with what we talked about in the episode where we're talking about Pornhub, which is you may have this momentary fashion trend in modesty but then you have this enormous demand for insanely sexual content well, it's probably at some level perverse and deviant. <laughs> Insanely sexual content. <laughs> well, I mean, most of it is cartoons. So, Oh, is it? Oh, uh, yeah. Hentai was the biggest search thing on Pornhub last year. What's that? Animated <laughs> porn. Oh. You got to listen to these episodes, man. I can't, I can't be in here catching you up. Oh, I could hear that episode from outside the office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think homesteading is going to be more of a trend. So on top of that, and I think it's going to look different, right? Like, it's not like everyone's going to create their own farm or whatnot, but some people get I think RV. you'll see more like community gardens, community gardens. Yeah. yeah. Sunflower or like, gardens. 
Mm. More people growing Pumpkins. vegetables in their backyard. Yeah, or yeah. just like like sharing with one another. You know, like mm-hmm. you have your own little community, and some folks handle one part of that. You know, like I think you'll go back to more of a bartering type system too. So, what's at the heart of that? Is it just a lack of trust in society, or just a wanting to disconnect from it? Or? Oh, wanting to disconnect. Yeah. We right now we're going nowhere fast, all the time. I think it's all a the sense time. Of we're we're all on the go. Always, there's always someone that needs something from us. Our phones are always pinging because someone needs something for us, or someone's giving us a notification, and then you open it and you're like, "Oh, it's a Snapchat of a friend's coffee cup. Why do I care?" Like, mm. uh, you know, there's no reason to call Nick out like that on this podcast. <laughs> no, that, that's not even Nick. I mean, it's why I deleted Snapchat. But it's just like I don't, I don't care. Actually, we were talking about this in the office earlier, just kind of knowing less about people. Mm-hmm. We know too much. People inform us too much about like their day to day and well, what's going you, on. You and know too know much less. about people that you're not actually spending a lot of time around, and you know too little about people that you spend a ton of time around. Yeah, that's probably true. I'm just kind of over it. That's all I. So that's, that's my trend. A thing many people are over yeah. is that there aren't enough workers to fill basic service jobs. And I think this is going to very quickly in 2022 lead to a fast trend of more automation, probably to an annoying degree to a lot of people. Like, I think it will be increasingly difficult to talk to a human. And I think most orders at service, <laughs> you know, restaurants. Hey, hey, Rebecca. Why don't you tell the the listeners about how we tried to order lunch today? And they wouldn't deliver. Yeah. And then when I called, they weren't taking call orders. Yeah. So big burger company that will go unnamed. Mm-hmm. Um, she tried to call in an order, and it was like, "Hello, you've reached Big Burger Company. <laughs> uh, thank you for eating our big burgers. <laughs> we no longer." sell big burgers over the phone anymore <laughs> please get on the internet and order big burger goes on internet Click. to order big burger big burger not available <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty upsetting yeah so i think you're gonna see a lot more automation and it's gonna happen fast as long as it works that's all i care about I, so let's define work yeah good automation experience generally i found the cvs self-checkout the CVS stuff you're getting, you're only getting four or five items, beep, 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 you're out the door. Mm-hmm. Automation process, I've never found good. Checking out at like a grocery store like that. So like, you know, Walmart. It is a lot of people checking out a lot of stuff with the tags all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people are getting more and more used to those. But then you have, I think having a server in a restaurant is going to become something that is less and less common. Not, even in, it's not needed at yeah. all. Even in serv- even in restaurants that are based on full service. I think uh, phone center calls, like calling to get something done with your cable company or airline is going to get, unless you have status, going to be basically impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this the future? Yes. I think this is the quick yeah. future. Is this the future that 50 years ago when people sat down to draw the Jetsons? Is this the future without the the societal end of it where there is like a net to all right now you got well what this is remember what this actually is when we're saying automation we're using a fancy term <laughs> He's doing air quotes for like you're gonna do this yourself kind of insulting yeah you're gonna do this yourself right so automating the checkout yeah it's not an automated checkout 
No, she's you're putting not, it on you. You are the you are yeah. the cashier. Congratulations, you're the cashier. It's not Rosie the robot. You're the hired for the next ten minutes to do this, right? Yeah. When you're at the restaurant and you're punching in your little order on the iPad at the table and swiping your credit card, that's not automated. That is like you are now doing what the server used to do. So it is it is not automating anything. It is just put, it is training you to do that job as the customer. Without being paid. Without being paid and without a discount. Yeah. So I think that is where the frustration comes in. Yeah, that's fair. And then there's nowhere else for those workers to go, per se. Yeah, and it's not clear that, you know, people are coming back to those jobs for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. So, you know, that's the, the automation stuff, I think, ends up being in the near term just frustration. Yeah. I mean, I'm frustrated when I have to do that. I do not like those. But yeah, I'm an old curmudgeon. Well, well you also, so old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's also not having someone to blame is part of the problem for you. So, like, the screen freezes, and you're like, "Well, now what?" Like, you yeah. know, it's not you don't have like a person that's like, "Oh, you rung that in wrong. Like, you need to fix yeah. it." Like, it just sits there and beeps at you. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. yeah. So this all yeah, continues to get worse over the next year in 2022. No, and this is what I was going to say is that. I think this is why UX designers, which are uh, user experience designers, are going to be in such high demand is because they are in charge of creating these experiences that are extremely usable and easy and function correctly and work. Like, it's not just like what we're used to with like computer programming. It's like, okie doke, here's the checkout system. Like, these are people that are like... How do we make this an enjoyable, fast, quick experience for I'll, this person? I'll tell you why it will it will only be enjoyable to the degree that you can put stuff in your cart, walk out the door like in some Amazon stores and just bills you. Yeah. yeah. I like that the, model a lot. Uh, Other than the that, cart. Yeah, yeah. The problem is a piece of that experience is your interaction with the person that works there. That is what takes eating at a restaurant from being something that is like delivery to being like an experience that you take your friends out to you take it it's special because somebody is waiting on you it is significantly less special when it's just being when it's just like when you punch it in it's just brought to you there's no interaction with the brand there's no interaction with the restaurant to me the next step for all of this feels like with the advent of the credit card the one of the big psychological drivers of that was you don't feel like you're spending money. So with that Amazon system, oh, yeah. you you just walk out with the stuff. You do not feel like you have transacted anything per yeah. se. And I think that if they can get everything else up to that level where you you no longer there's that psychological trigger where you don't feel like you're spending money, mm-hmm. you're just Living in society, we live in a society. It's just my universal basic income I, credits I, come in and I, go out. I will continue going to work. I'm just going to walk out with these groceries. I will continue, you know, going to church and doing all these things, giving back to culture and society. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to walk out with these groceries and this ladder and this hammer. If we can get to that point, I feel like that's fine. But how it is right now, this interim where you know I'm having to get the one person who works in Target to come over and check me out so I can buy a bottle of wine and myself check out because nobody else is working in the store that's that's not good no fun and not fun yeah no fun so another trend I think is connected TV ads or over the top TV ads so Paramount Plus uh, Hulu is the biggest player 
I think you're going to see a lot more ad spend going into those streaming apps. Yes. Discovery. Who else takes ads? H- there's a tier of HBO that oh, has really? ads now. Okay. Yep. I think that market is going to really get big this year. Um, Samsung has them built into the UI on their TVs. They have ads. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They get a 30% cut of anything coming through. I mean, you, it's just a billboard you turn on in your living room. Yeah. I think we're slowly, and this has been Rebecca's uh, contention for a while, that all everything is is just bundling and unbundling. We're Rebecca, just, re, we're just, re, so angry. we're just rebundling cable. <laughs> That's not angry. That's a fact of life. Every business is either a bundling of service, like not services. Every, every business is a bundling or a debundling. Unbundling. Yeah. Bundling. You're right cable. though. I mean, we unbundled cable. We we made cable we again. made the yep. we made the future, and yeah. then they were like, "We have a really great idea. What if we made cable again? <laughs> what if we put everything under this Disney Plus moniker, yep. and you all of a sudden have four other services that you never use or watch, <laughs> but you got it because you know what's an extra two dollars? Would right? you be interested in three streaming services, but just one line, exactly. one line item on your credit card statement? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's Kinda. exactly what it like. Disney has found a way to rebundle ESPN into mm-hmm. children's programming for no reason. Have you seen the I, I think I, we've talked about this a couple of times, but in 30 Rock, one of my favorite moments is when they go to redesign the the next generation of microwaves and they put wheels on it and extra windows and you can pull it across your counter and the front is slanted and they accidentally just reinvented the Pontiac Aztec. <laughs> and, they, and they shut the whole they shut it all down he's just says shut it down I feel like that's what they've done with cable in this amazing effort to reinvent the internet and streaming and TV they just they just made the Pontiac Aztec uh, and you know who I think is gonna be losing out in this Pontiac Netflix they Netflix is struggling yeah they definitely feel like they're on the outside looking in they're not innovating it's one all. of the more expensive ones now. Yeah, yep. it's crazy. Uh, the content is eh. Yeah. And uh, I'm also really tired of them asking me if I want to upgrade to HG every yes. time I open. I'm like, no. HG? HD. Oh. They're like, you want to pay $3 or however much more a month No, I'm not for that HG. Ferrar. Like, I don't even know like, what that I'm, is. I'm like, I, I really don't care if I'm watching this shitty Netflix movie in HD or not. Like, I, I know this isn't their fault per se, but they keep, all rem- the way. they keep removing programs I watch. Yeah, like, because they're losing rights to them because everybody else is starting a streaming exactly. service. Exactly. And, and it's up to them to negotiate that. But like, I got Netflix to watch certain TV programs over and over and over again. And I Star Trek. Listen, there's no reason to name names here. And I don't I came here at your request to be on this podcast and I've been attacked multiple times. He would normally name it. It's the fact that he wasn't naming it that you just know. it's You know what? Yeah. All right. I like Star Trek. You know, I'm sorry. I have a personality that's not tied to something hateful. I like to track the stars a little bit. Who doesn't? I'm not at war with the stars. Um, Hey, I'm really pumped about this next one, though. Is it about Star Trek? No, it is. So it is about another big tech company that I think is going to have its first issue in a long time, Amazon. Its I think first what? Issue in a long time. In ter- I think we're, we are at an Amazon Prime peak and Amazon Prime subscriptions will start to recede next year. Mine is about to get canceled. I'm not even uh, Why? Because I don't get shipping. Yep. I don't use their, um, their streaming service other than watching Dexter. But when that's done, I mean, it's... Probably much, it's going to be gone. I I don't really use their music, and I have an Alexa, and I don't I don't see the point if I'm not if I am waiting a week and a half to get shit. It is just so yeah 
not worth it. It is so much easier for me to get in my car and just drive to the store at that point. And check out by myself. With a machine. With (laughs) I like that. I like that a lot because it goes a lot faster because my cashiers don't know what they're doing usually. The not two-day shipping, and look, maybe we we don't have a distribution center in town. Maybe once there's a distribution center, more stuff will be same day. Yeah. But I, I this is not the only time I've heard this complaint is here, and I've been in other places that have it where it's not w- waiting five or six or seven days is not not useful uh, yeah. for most stuff. Uh, yeah, as we talked about, I'm moving, and so I've been looking at getting things shipped, and I needed something for the drive. Then I looked it up this morning, and it was going to be a week and a half for a product yeah. that they had in stock was the recommended Amazon product with the little, you know, prime recommended yeah. prime device or whatever. And it was going to be a week and a half. And I said, what is the point of this? Yeah. No, is that, I, I don't, I'm, I would love to see a map of like some product that shows like what areas it's like, it's like delivery time is like, yeah. you just look for something on Amazon, like a market basket of things. And then you change the address to different places in the country. Like how long it takes. I, you know, yeah. maybe if you have big distribution facilities, like more stuff is same day or next day. But if you're, and we're not super far from a district. I mean, Jacksonville, I think is the yeah. nearest one. Um, it's not so much that it should be affecting it as detrimentally, detrimentally yeah. as it has be- over the last, It just makes 70% of products something doesn't make sense to buy on Amazon anymore. It doesn't make sense because here in Tallahassee, it was totally fine to get something in a day or two. And they have competitors who are doing what they were doing better. And now, and and like I know COVID messed up things, but it seems that everybody else has figured it out except Amazon. And I I mean, I think it's crazy because there were some points I'd be like, oh my God, I got that in a day. I I don't think they didn't figure it out. Like, I think what they figured out is they could use COVID as a reason not to offer it and that people would not unsubscribe. Mm -hmm. Because if you offered some exact portion of items is still next day, people would not unsubscribe. I think they've pushed the limit on that. I, I think the physical retail coming back like it has over the last year has reminded people that like, oh yeah, two days is fine, but like, you know, I'll I'll be at the I'll be at the grocery in four days anyway. So yeah. here's an interesting thing though with this is I read this morning actually, and we've talked about Rivian, the car company mm-hmm. on here before. Um Rivian is building their electric fleet of um of delivery vehicles. I wonder if this period of discontent with them is them uncoupling from some of their other Vendors, yeah, that they and use look, for they're delivering. building an airport. Yeah, uh, it's probably already done, and and it outside of Cincinnati. And, and if they if this is the case, they need to be messaging this because yeah. because we're having these conversations on here, and we're not the only ones who have this problem. If this is just a growing pains period, they need to say something. Yeah, yeah. Um, agree because everything I looked at was like five days, mm-hmm. ten days. That's crazy. Or, yeah, yeah. You used to have to used to have all these options of you know what I'll, I'll receive this a day later and get an extra Amazon buck to spend in the store later you know now it's like hey could we deliver this to you three months from now and we <laughs> like, won't give you anything like now nah, just go to the store yeah. yeah it's crazy that in 2018 when I was campaigning and I was like living on the road for like two months total like in a solid period I depended on those lockers like mm-hmm. all the time because I knew I'd have it the next day and. Like now, I would never even think of using an well, Amazon locker. But what? Where would you go? I would. I would just have to go buy it, or I'd have to deal with it. Best Buy. Yeah. 
So they literally let Best Buy back in the market. Yeah. Oh, Best Buy is, and when I Best said Buy that, actually grew this year. So, yeah. When I said their competitors are doing what they were doing, but better, mm-hmm. Best Buy is doing a phenomenal job. They are doing day of delivery in a way that like I haven't seen Amazon execute in smaller markets. Yeah. They are doing overnight delivery for free. You don't even have to ask for it. They're just saying, hey, yeah, we'll get that TV to you tomorrow, even if the TV's, you know, in a different market than you. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got that figured out. And I think because they know that their their box stores are going to be mothballed here in the next 10 years. But Or just be distribution facilities. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So on the topic of TV and video, mostly video, are we at peak TikTok in 2022? Yes, I think that's... Has the genre hit its... As big as it's going to go? Make your case. If they add on... Which talk, prison talk expert? (laughs) If if they add anything else onto TikTok, I think it's going to start to degrade the quality experience. Because whatever they're going to add is going to be something that's not what the users wanted, or it's going to be something that... Like, it's just going to frustrate people at this point. I think that it's so universally usable and easy right now to, like, use TikTok. Anyone can kind of do it. I just feel like it's going to pull an Instagram and they're going to be like, what if we did Reels or what if we did TikTok Plus? And Mm -hmm. it's going to overcomplicate it. Yeah, it'll overcomplicate it and... That's what's going to be end up being its downfall, and and, and it's, it's not a matter of if it's just when are they going to do it. Yeah, and another thing I saw in there, I think their ad loads about to increase because the ad performance I've seen from TikTok ads has been impressively good for it the is. price they charge. Yeah, so you're going to get a heavier ad load on there. Mm-hmm. Which that's not too bad because you can just keep swiping. It's the like you can't swipe through, kind of like how Snapchat does it. Is that I think that just destroys the experience like and sometimes the thing is with tiktok is their ads are so creative by some people that you don't even know you're watching an ad yeah and i think that is very impressive and i think that's why it does so well because you can scroll past it if you want but sometimes you're not even aware you're wearing yeah I, i don't think they're gonna feature steal i think they're going to execute some controversial ad platform change uh-huh and i think that'll drive users away yeah okay yeah. And the minute people start getting frustrated with that app is going to be its downfall. I, I need to say I did forget one thing about 2021 that we probably need to RIP Clubhouse. No. Oh, I agree. You I didn't read that, that article I sent you, did you? The Verge article? Oh, no, I didn't get it. Okay, so they're talking about the future of um future of podcasts, um, especially in 2022. And here, let me pull it up. There's a really crazy statistic in here that I was surprised to read because I thought the same thing. I thought Clubhouse was deader than a doornail. Um, I literally was going to bring that up in the beginning of the podcast, but didn't because I couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> yeah. I was like, remember that one thing that we tried that one time <laughs> that was in, popular for like two weeks? <laughs> so Spaces... Are you familiar with Spaces? No. Nope. Twitter yeah. Spaces? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Twitter Spaces reached 2 million users in, and I'm doing air quotes, recent months. Clubhouse reported the app was downloaded 1.8 million times in November alone. So I'm not so sure it's as the reports uh, of its demise. small growth for a company like that that was growing like it was. If you looked back at like the spring, like late winter, I bet it was doing 10 or 20 million a month. Oh, I, I don't know. I can't yeah. speak to that. But I, I do not think it will be as dead. I think it's going to continue growing. I don't think it's going to be gangbusters like it was yeah. when it was super exclusive and all that. But I think you're going to see more intentional growth 
like the what they did with the NFL. You're going to have more intentional partnerships, mm-hmm. and you could see it maybe find a niche in 2022. They just need a podcast company to buy them, and they <laughs> yeah, probably will. They I mean, Clubhouse is probably going to get bought, but um, I think steady growth, and then probably get bought by the end of the year. At, you know who? You know who's probably going to buy them? Spotify, Apple, Apple. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Or when Apple buys Snapchat. I think 2022, here, here's a hot, I mean, lava hot take. Ooh. 2022 will be the year that Apple starts taking podcasts seriously again. Well, I mean, they rolled out the new subscription feature. Yeah, and they never that, took them seriously in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. But they, inv- they they basically invented them. They introduced them to the world and then said, eh, it's kind yeah, of well, a pet project. these for about 20 years. Yep. I think they're going to, I think they'll take them seriously. I think, I actually think podcasts and Clubhouse may be a pretty big part of the Apple uh, AR experience. Okay. Uh, so the last thing is I think, uh, American society has reached the acceptance phase of multiple parts of its grieving process. And I think we're going to see that in 2022. And I think the way that plays out is just something like apathy is the new outrage. Mm -hmm. So we're coming off this like 10 year period of everybody being angry all the time. I think the trendy thing to be is going to be not to care, be unplugged, be in your homestead, raising your chickens and planting your snap peas. Whatever it is you're into. See, I think you could call that apathy. I also think it's just the ability to keep composure. Or maybe acceptance is the new form of outrage. It's not even acceptance. It's just the ability to keep composure where not everything frazzles you or gets you like throws you off the edge. Like, I think that's one thing we've really lost in our society is just the ability to like keep it together and like absorb things healthily and be like, oh, this is not okay, but not be so like it, not letting it disturb your peace. You're stepping on Bo Burnham's toes with that one. Apathy's yeah. a tragedy and boredom is a crime. Apathy's a tragedy and boredom is a crime. <laughs> Everything and anything all of the time. I just, we have gotten way too, we, we way too easily let people steal our peace. Yeah. Well, I think and that's we don't know big, how to guard our peace. And that's a big part of, yeah. Yeah. But, Which is why I think we're going to homestead because people are going to try to find peace again. And you're going to shoot them when they come on your lawn with your shotgun? No, you're I'm going to stick your dog on them. I'm going to invite them to dinner. Oh. With Longer your, tables, not bigger fences. With, with your new oh, pots and pans. Okay. Yeah, I think that with, um, I, I feel like, especially with like the cancel culture, the outrage culture, like big social justice culture, it's just, you do it so much, it's not. It's not exciting. It's not enticing anymore. I think that like and and I saw this with like, you know, some of like the award shows and stuff with like, you know, people going up and being like, we need to save the trees and like doing their pitch and like Gen Z's like, don't they know that this is lame now? And I was kind of like, yeah, like that trend is going to it's going to fade, I think. I think it already faded. I think these are big 2021 things. I I mean, I'm sure there will be books written about the decline in apathy over the last two years and just the inability. You mean to... increase? Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Increase. I mean, we're just, we can't communicate with each other. Like, and we, we don't necessarily care to. Yeah. I also think there's another part of it is like, eh, COVID exists. It's endemic. Regardless of what you think about like climate change or not, like, eh, that's happening. I'll figure out how to deal with it. Like people are just getting, the the panic mode of everything is like shutting off. Yeah, and like you can see, I can see it not working in messaging because like the big cable networks viewership overall is down. I can see the type of content people are responding to. The ability to get a response out of somebody is is diminishing. Yep. 
Um, did you see the the TV viewership is down? I mean, that's not surprising, but did you see how much it's down? No. It's down from, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I believe it was something like 76% to 54%. It was the biggest mm-hmm. decline in the history of TV viewership over the last, I think, two years. Percentage so, of what? Uh, I am unclear on that. Anything and it, everything. Yeah, anything and everything. It was, I think, the amount of people consuming media or mm-hmm. something like that, they were no longer going to TV to get it. Okay. Um, And they may have just been tuning out altogether. Kind of like people leaving the workforce. Their stream, yeah, coming to their <laughs> streaming apps and video games. Because um, they're feeding their chickens. Because they're feeding their well, chickens. Well, they're feeding their chickens or they're in their video games, right, Rebecca? Yeah, and so I'm I think kidding. you're going to see a split there, too. I, I agree. You're either going to go in one direction or, or the, the other. other. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see very few people who are like, I'm going to strap on my VR headset and spend six hours in the metaverse uh, who are also like, then I'm going to take it off and I'm going to go like water my sunflowers, sunflowers. Yeah, no, I, I think you'll see very clear. You'll see people are like, I'm going to strap on this headset and this is what I'm doing and they'll live. So here's the other thing I wonder with the metaverse, like, are they creating this in a way where you're not going to get a migraine from it? I know that sounds so dumb, but like you see all the issues people have with their eyes because of like increased screen time. Yeah. Like, how do you live in the metaverse and not ha- suffer from like it'll inject some illness. sort of neuralace? Um, yeah, it'll 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 give you serotonin naturally. It'll inject it into your forehead. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I like Can that. I get that while I'm that, studying and not involved in the metaverse? Well, that was It'll a be a part of chickens the, to administer it. <laughs> a big part of the Oculus development. Dope. Rebecca was working on yeah. that problem among others. So okay. yeah. I'm sure it'll be figured out at some point. I don't know if it's been figured out yet. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. I think that's why some of this development has been so slow yeah. on AR goggles and glasses and Google Glass and everything. It has to be and and a lot of it's been underwhelming, right? I don't know if you've ever put on a Google Glass headset. Like, no. it, it, it's there. I mean, it's kind of like if in fifth grade you designed a pair of like yeah. secret agent goggles, but like it's not mind boggling yet because mm-hmm. I think they haven't figured out how to make it. You mean so the AR stuff? The AR stuff, yeah. The VR stuff is pretty impressive. VR stuff yeah. is. AR stuff is is not. Not. It, it is not. Your brain, the hurdle they're going to have to get over is how to make your brain accept what's happening. Right. Because, I mean, we talked about this before. Uncanny Valley, you're going to yeah. start seeing things that your brain is going to tell you that's not there. Don't listen to that instruction, yeah. you know. Um, so don't touch that plant that's not there. That could be a fire hydrant. I feel like um, I worry about that all the time. <laughs> I feel like Google Glasses were kind of like the video nows. Like, they, they, it was just such a weird piece of technology. We were like, oh my God, video now. You could take this little CD and put it in and watch an episode of SpongeBob or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, everyone was like, oh my God, Google Glasses. Like, you could, you know, see your text message on the screen or something. And it's just like, it's going to be one of those relics that you pull out of your like box in your closet. Does and anybody like, here have Google Glasses? Or Google Glass? No. no. Do you remember when they launched it, though? Yeah. Yeah. Off that the the big boat they pulled into uh-huh. San Francisco Harbor or whatever it was, and it sat there and I was like, "What is this?" And I think the side of the boat just said like the future or something. And yeah. yeah, it was real. It was, it was real a, Silicon Valley. Oh, like, they spent a lot of money Silicon on Valley. something yeah. they were real proud of that went away real quick. Well, All right, any other things for 2022 before we wrap up? What is one thing in 2021 you are going to be happy to leave behind? <laughs> uh, something not personal <laughs> a lot as as everybody here is smiling giggling um do you have do you have your answer lined up you want to go first 
Um, yeah, I think so. Florida. <laughs> yeah, Florida for one. Um, no, uh, I know that the things are crazy right now with the new variants and all of this stuff, but I feel like in a lot of ways things are becoming a little more grounded in how we approach COVID and the future of our relationship with the virus and everything. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to leave this year's craziness behind and embrace a 2022 where we can maybe just have a more healthy relationship with our new pandemic friend. Endemic. Endemic friend. That was good. Because she ain't leaving. But much like uh, Wolf of Wall Street, she's not leaving. <laughs> she's not leaving. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think COVID uncertainty is definitely something that... 2021 was full of that hopefully 2022 will not be full of um i think i've decreased some of my media consumption but that's personal man you mean like a total overall trend gosh i hope outrage i hope it's the outrage over absolutely everything i hope that stays in 2021 and 2022 people really are just like more apathetic <laughs> We'll know pretty quick. I don't know that I want them to be apathetic, but I do want people to just kind of calm down. You got to calm down. Yeah. And that's coming <laughs> Why don't me. you listen to Taylor Swift? I am not. I'm not you a need calm, to calm person, down. but I yeah. think everyone just needs to calm down. I mean, obviously, I think, you know, moving beyond Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> Boom! Straight to the jungle. I, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, you just don't don't bother finding out. Um, uh, no, I mean, I think it, like you, I drastically cut my media consumption time. Yeah, I, I think we all have. Yeah, it, Kirsten, have you done any no. any trimming of the hedges? It's gotten insanely uh, that's bad. That means something different than you think it does. <laughs> it's gotten really, really oh, bad. Where does this whole episode needs to be deleted? <laughs> and I got rid of Twitter. Getting off everything else. You're welcome. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to leave. Good. I know what I'm going to leave behind. Are you going to leave hmm. TikTok? It's today the day? No. I'm no. going to cut these damn streaming services that <laughs> are just doing nothing for me. Do yeah. It. I need you at home working till midnight editing video. Do it. <sighs> it's going to be great. Yeah. Buy HBO Max. Yeah. Netflix, you may be next. Prime, yeah, you're out. Um, yeah, me too. Disney I was Plus. thinking about what this are, last what night. What are you going to do with the extra $250 a month you'll have? <laughs> probably go to the gym. Inflation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably buy some bread. Buy some bread. Buy a maybe loaf some of cheese, bread. toilet paper, <laughs> buy. some flowers. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, yeah. I think this will be our last episode for the year. Happy New Year, listeners. 2021? Is that what year it is? Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then it's going to be 2022 yeah. soon. Have you heard yeah. the thing where the word, 2022, yeah, it's the that. second part of 2020? Yeah. It's coming. No, I hate that. Stop. Wow. <laughs> my my anticipation for this next year is an all-time low. My anticipation is I'm very high. more stuff I like yeah. to do, so it's going to be a good year no matter what. Totally. Because <laughs> it's all within my control. It's going to be Manifest. I hope you like to answer emails from me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is this the year you start using your electronic mail? No, don't be silly. <laughs> Happy New Year, listeners. Hope you All have right. a great Christmas Happy and New Year. holiday season. Bye.
Of Record is hosted and produced by me, Matt Ferrar, Joe Clements, and Rebecca Romero, with producer Alex Reinhardt. Of Record is recorded at Graybridge Studios in Tallahassee, Florida. This episode was edited by producer Alex Reinhardt. Our theme music is composed and performed by Rob Goethe. Special thanks to our entire team at SDS here in Tallahassee. You can see more information about the show at our website, podcastofrecord.com. As always, we'd appreciate your reviews and ratings in your podcast app of choice. Those ratings and reviews help more people discover the show, which helps us keep delivering quality content each week. Thanks for listening. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.